0: What up, y'all? It's DJ Envy. And I am Gia Casey. And this is another edition of the Casey Crew.
1: Welcome!
0: Yes, shout out to all you people out there. We appreciate your support and we want to apologize. We missed you guys last week because of a lot going on. I mean, we had back to school. (laughs) Whoa. And, uh, I mean, five kids back to school, school shopping, registering for school, It's been pretty crazy.
1: It's been pretty crazy. A big part of the reason is because we pretty much were down to the wire deciding whether we were going to transfer Madison out of the high school that she's been going to for two years already into a new high school. And I mean, we literally made the decision three days before school started. Absolutely. And that was a lot to pull together in such a short period of time. But oh, my goodness, am I glad that we did it.
0: Yeah. Madison was uh, going to high school and she decided she wanted to do something different. Um, We went to a couple of high schools and allowed her to choose. And one of the high schools she well, the high school she chose is one of the best in the country. Um, It's expensive as shit. But, hey, you know,
1: (laughs) of course, you wouldn't be remiss. (laughs) No, you know,
0: because it's
1: (laughs) then to say that,
0: you know, I had as a dad, I had to really sit back and and be a dad and not be, you know, an accountant. Mm-hmm. You know because when we went to these schools I I wanted her to you know pick what school she felt was best for her and I was looking at costs I was like please don't go to that school like <laughs> and I had to take a step back and say you know you know her education is an investment and in whatever she wants to do as far as edu- education I, you edu- 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 to- <laughs> edu- education whatever she wants to do Clearly as far as Clearly
1: you went to the cheap school
0: <laughs> Actually we went to the same high school
1: I was kidding.
0: Um, but whatever she wanted to do as far as academics is concerned, <laughs> we had the support. So she is going to a school and she loves it. It's kinda like college courses. Um It's a
1: college prep school.
0: Yeah. I mean they don't have textbooks and notebooks. They all they, they use do computers. Have textbooks.
1: They definitely have textbooks. I have to pay for one today. Oh, uh, not too many though. Um, I don't know how many, but for some reason, I, that's like the third time that I've heard you say that they don't have textbooks, but they definitely have no, textbooks.
0: I don't know. I just paid a bill. Whatever, whatever as long as she brings <laughs> in good grades. I and I paid a bill. So that that's what took a lot. We had to get her in school and get her registered and pick classes for her and same thing with Logan cuz Logan is going to a different uh a, a different school. He's going out of uh, our town system and you know, we we had to uh
1: He's going to a parochial school.
0: Yeah, a Catholic school. So We had to get his stuff right as well. So it was a lot
1: to do, but we got it done there in school. And they are both so happy. Absolutely. Which makes my entire life. Absolutely. Like when your kids come home, Mm -hmm. even Jackson, Jackson switched schools Mm -hmm. just because I felt as though Jackson would benefit from a different form of education. Mm -hmm. London and Brooklyn go to a private school where the education is Montessori Logan and Madison also went to a Montessori school, but we thought that Jackson, because he's so into everything and he's so friendly and he moves around the classroom like a butterfly, I wanted him to be able to maintain his focus. So I wanted him in a school where the teachers are pretty much directing him and what he should be paying attention to and what he should be working on. So we transferred him to a different school with a different... System as far as teaching is concerned, London and Brooklyn remained in Montessori. Logan transferred to a Catholic school, and Madison transferred to a private school. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot going on. Logan's in uniforms now. Right. London had her first day of kindergarten. So she's officially in a uniform now. Mm -hmm. So she's completely stoked Mm -hmm. over it. But Jackson, it made me feel so good. He came home. He was like, mom, I love my new school. Right. And he really enjoyed his previous school as well. But he's like, I love my new school. I'm having so much fun. So that just made me so happy. That's great. And to all the
0: parents out there, let me just tell you, you know, I necessarily didn't believe or even think about changing my kids' school. It was one of those things where, you know you're in school and if you don't like your teacher if you don't like your class suck it up, suck it up and deal with it and that's what i really thought why i because that's how i was in my school you know it was it was no choice when i was in elementary school it was no choice when i was in middle school it was no choice when i was in high school mm-hmm. i went to that freaking school and that's what it was if i didn't like a teacher and i didn't like some students and i didn't like somebody i the just program. had to deal with it right that's what mm-hmm. it was um but now that uh You know, we live out here and we can actually make different decisions. I think it's a lot better for them. You know, Madison hated her high school. And -hmm. she told me on numerous occasions, I don't like my high school. I don't like the people in the high school. I don't like the students. I don't like the teachers. And I just, you know, chucked it up like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, It's difficult. Whatever. Yeah, deal with it. And, you know, to put her in a a, a different high school, which is a lot harder. uh, She's taking more AP and honor classes and she enjoys it.
1: Well, she'd be taking AP and honor classes in both schools. Mm -hmm. So it's not as though she transferred and is now going to be an AP or honor. That is what her curriculum was. And that's what her grades dictated. So that's what her situation was going to be. It's just that in this school, they kind of tailor the education to the individual student. So she has study halls, she has free periods and the teachers will make themselves available if she needs help. Right. That is the school's culture, if you
0: will. They, they don't necessarily believe in bringing schoolwork and homework home. They give you free periods throughout the day to do your homework and you have the opportunity to get help from teachers, which I think is great. And right. if there's tests, there's teachers there to help you study for that and prepare you for that test. Right. And not only that, when we went on tour there were classes that were like college not even college classes, like real life situations. Like they had a forensic department where they can actually test DNA. DNA.
1: And yeah, it's like that's criminology. Crazy. Mm-hmm.
0: You, you get that in college. They had, you know, courses where they had their own radio station in high school, their own TV station in high school. Mm-hmm, they had their screens and everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. So it, it's, it's highly advanced and she loves it. She loves the people there. The it's class small. size is it's about yes. six to eight kids per class. Yes. And she loves it. And you know, Logan's uh, it's on the opposite side. His is, uh, he has about 20 kids per class. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's more diverse for Logan, mm-hmm. which, which I think he needed. Mm-hmm. Um, And he loves it. You know, he he loves the fact that he sees people that that look like him, that seems people that that he might not know their culture, that is learning their culture. So I love the fact that he loves the school.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's going there. It's a very good school for sports. Uh And that's a big concern for Logan. So we had to put everything on a scale because it would have been nice if we sent Logan to the same school that Madison's going to, but that school doesn't have a football program. Right. So it wasn't an option for him because education is extremely important for him, but sports is important too. And this is,
0: this is how crazy the school is or, I mean, the school is academically one of the best in the country. Maddie's Madison school, Mm -hmm. but Madison, um, you know, there's there's not a, a uniform per se, is you have a dress code. There's a dress it's code called the dress code. And the principal, who is uh, he's Indian, right? He was Indian. Um, you are crazy. What is he? I'm sorry.
1: I don't know what he is because I didn't have a conversation with him regarding his nationality. You literally saw him and just put him in a box. You're right.
0: Shame on you. I'm not sure what he is, but I'm taking myself out of this conversation. No, 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 but let me me say...
1: (laughs) (laughs) You're not dragging me down with you.
0: I thought, I thought he was Indian.
1: I'm up here, I'm going to throw you a life raft.
0: No, 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 I I thought he was Indian, I'm not sure. But he was, he was cool when I met him. Very cool, very youngish. But the reason I I even brought it up is, is when I met him, he was like, you know... As principal, what he wants for the students is he wants them to learn and wants them to have less stress. He wants them to really enjoy high school. And the reason I even said that is because when we went there to meet him, he was wearing jeans and a, and a polo. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember. Mm-hmm. And some sneakers, whatever. And I was like, yo, that's cool for a principal because used to I'm used to yes. principals dressed up and, and uh. Suit and bow tie, or suit and tie. Bow ties. I mean, well, you know what I mean.
1: And ties. Probably, so he, right? he he was he was cool. Like, he looked and the reason very chill. It's
0: like I can see him listening to the Breakfast Club in the morning. Like that's how I look at it. Like mm-hmm. he seemed cool,
1: like very down to earth.
0: Yeah. And the reason I say um I'm even telling the story is after the first couple of days of school, you know, he went up. Him and Madison was talking, and he was like, you know a lot of the students are saying that the dress code really stresses them out it's hard to find clothes to wear it
1: definitely stressed me um, out um
0: you know to find business attire clothes he was like you know what so I'm just gonna open the dress code you guys can wear jeans you guys could wear t-shirts you know I just want you guys to be comfortable and, and get neat. your school on and neat. hold
1: on I think that he wants them to be comfortable and to not be stressed out but he also wants them to be neat so right. no jeans with rips or right. holes in them um neat t-shirts neat sweatshirts things of that nature but it was very cool that he opened up the dress code he's like i don't want you guys to be stressed out so he said but don't abuse it right don't abuse it don't give me a reason to go back to what the dress code was right but you know what i gotta give kudos to you you're one hell of a dad you are one hell of a dad because like i said we had three days to prepare right so Rashawn, madison and myself went back to school shopping. Yeah. So we hit up like three malls and a few other places that we shop. And you were in the trenches with us looking at blouses. Like, what do you think about this one? You like this color Maddie? Yeah. Like picking up random things and sitting there for hours. I know that you were bored out of your mind because as much as I like to shop, I was bored out of my mind because of the kind of clothes that we were shopping for. It wasn't fun. It wasn't exciting. It was the most tedious shopping I've ever had to do. I just wanted to give it all up. Everything seemed to be so ugly. I don't even know what's going on with the stores right now and the designer. Everything was so hideous. And I mean... We went into every store in like every mall from Nordstroms to Forever Twenty One. Mm-hmm. Literally. And it just seemed like everything was horrible. That one that first day we might have bought three items after maybe six hours of shopping. Right. And you were there forever every minute of it. It got to a point where you were picking out like $300 jeans like, Maddie, just buy these. Just yeah. buy these. Let's go. Like, I don't care. I'm like, um, there's like a fifty nine ninety nine option. Can we go for that one? I don't care. I just want to get the hell out of this but store. Just, just take these. Take these in every color. That's the, I'm
0: like, dude. That's the bad thing about me. I'm like, you get to that point. I get to the point where I'm like, "Fuck it, let's just get the fuck out of this store."
1: <laughs> buy whatever. Yeah, buy, take it all. Try point. it on when how we get it, home. You, get the you down, don't yeah. like it, bring buy, it back. Yeah,
0: that, and that's how I'm. Mean, you know what? Buy five pair, and we'll take it home. Try it home, and try it on. Then when, you find which ones you like, and then we take the other ones back. That's how I am. Like I hate you going to the dressing room. You're trying to pair of jeans, Dad. How you like this? Uh, it's okay. Then we go back. Then we try another pair. Look, just take it all home, try it on, <laughs> and then we just bring it back tomorrow. Like it's just less. And then when hassle. we do that.
1: We get tied up. We forget. It never goes back. And then you're like, what's this crazy charge on the Amex? You're right. I'm like, it's those jeans in maroon, green, black, light denim and dark denim.
0: You're right. You're right. But, you know, it was. Don't say it was fun. No, no, it
1: It wasn't fun. I enjoy. It was
0: awful. But I enjoy hanging out with Madison. I know. I I really do. That's that's my baby girl. And I, I enjoy talking to her. I enjoy her conversation. So being around her is great, you know, and. And since we're throwing kudos around, I want to say, you know, I got to give you kudos because, you know, in less than two, three days, you were able to get those kids registered, uh, get their shots, uh, (laughs) pick out their classes, get their Uh clothes and all that other shit. Cause I was like, fuck that. that. A lot of paperwork. And that was around the time of my birthday as well. So we had to deal with birthday shit, Mm -hmm. back to school shit and all that other stuff, but we got it done. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, I just want to remind you guys that the car show is November 3rd. Um, Hopefully you guys get your tickets. It will sell out. So please get your tickets. And um, what I did was the, the venue holds a lot of people, but I decided to cut that off. And the reason being is. Wait, what do you mean? <clears throat> since this is the first year. I want to be able to handle it and control it and see what everything is. I don't want to get a situation where it's like too many people, too many people. And I, yeah. and I can't meet people. I can't talk to people. Mm-hmm. I can't take pictures with people because it's overwhelming. So what I want to do is, um, I'm going to cut it off where I know one time, you know, the venue holds 5,000. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm only going to cut it off. I think it's probably to about 3000. Mm-hmm. And I think we're at about 2,500. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I'm going to cut it off at 3000 And And I know we have, you know, two months left. But the reason being is, like I said, I want to be able to meet people, talk to people. If people have questions about cars. Yeah, you or don't want it want to be congested. Pictures, I don't want it to be too crazy, too congested. Idea. So mm-hmm. for the first year, I'm going to cut it off. Um... And maybe next year we'll add more people or whatever we'll do. But get your tickets to the car show. Um shout to Cardi B. Cardi B is giving me her car for the car show. Nas is giving me his car. Uh 50 Cent gave me his car. Swiss Beats gave me his cars. Fabulous gave me his cars. Hood Celebrity gave me her cars. And we got a lot of surprise guests that are coming to perform. Mm-hmm. Uh it's gonna be a great day. Uh there's gonna be jumpies for the kids. Yeah, more importantly, team. it's
1: gonna be a family day. Yeah, family day. My yeah, whole family your kids. will be here.
0: Uh, you know, if you want to meet the kids and my kids and my babies, they'll all be there. Gia will be there. We're going to have a great time. So get your tickets. Um, It will sell out. We're going to have a fun time and hopefully you enjoy it. It's just going to be a great car show that I'm putting together for the first time. So hopefully you guys love it. Yes. So if you want more information, just event bright. Just search DJ Envy and it'll pop right up.
1: Okay. So it's time for an update. Give me an update noise give you update
0: noise you gotta sound more
1: enthusiastic though
0: okay um come on Rashawn the reason I said it because when you called me today you cause it sounded so sad so
1: that was a sad update so so yeah that truthfully that might be a little bit more appropriate than what I had in mind
0: so let me let me tell you guys so this weekend has been uh crazy I've been working a lot had a a bunch of shows um We've been doing so much. Uh, of course, it was my birthday. We had a birthday dinner. It's like we, we've been celebrating and having a good time. Yeah, we've been celebrating like for like a week and a half. Right. Straight. And Sunday, I took I took my dad and, and Logan to the football game. So mm-hmm. we've been running and ripping.
1: Yeah, it's, so been, it's been hectic.
0: today was my day of catching up on sleep. So when I got home, I dove into bed and, you know, Gia had a doctor's appointment and I felt I was knocked out. So Gia calls me. I'm sleeping and I'm like, hello. And she's like, hey. I'm like, what's up? Like, she sounded so depressed. I'm like, what the fuck happened still at the doctor? Depressed. Like, what the, what the fuck's going on? It was just a, uh, it wasn't even, she didn't even have a doctor's checkup. It was a class. She had to take a class. So I'm like, what the fuck is going on? She's like, you know, I just finished the class. I'm like, I, I, yeah. Like, what the fuck happened in the class? Like, what did you see that was so painful in the class? She was like, the amount of shots that I have to take for in vitro, is crazy. I said, what do you mean? She was like, the needle that has to go in my butt is like two inches.
1: Like two and a half inches. I was
0: like, really? She was like, And thick as the devil. And she was like, I have to take it 70 times. At least. So me being the dope husband and the cool husband that I am, I'm like, well.
1: You said some nonsense. You weren't planning on doing that.
0: No, nah, I would do that. That's like if no, it, you would. That's like if you had cancer and you had to cut your hair off, i cut my That's totally hair off different.
1: Too. That doesn't, that's not So painful. I told you, I
0: said, well, if if they have a, f- a needle, a fake needle, you know, something like, you know, I guess they could put water or saline well, or whatever. Well, it would be a maybe. real
1: needle without right. medicine. Right, not medicine. I think I was that's like, what you meant.
0: If you want me to take the shot with you, I'll give you the shot, you give me a shot, so you feel like we're doing <laughs> this together
1: you okay i'm serious you would never you're such a chicken butt are you kidding me i would
0: if for if, you i would if if it bothered you that much and you were that scared and you didn't want to do it by yourself i would do that for you
1: all right well give me a better update noise so let's bring people up to speed all right go okay that's better okay so stop it stop okay, <laughs> okay. so we decided that we were going to go through with in vitro I consulted with a neurologist and there is no documented um, correlation between her. Well, I would say my mother experiencing dementia due to anesthesia Mm -hmm. and me having the same experience. Um, Is it possible? Yes, but it usually affects people over the age of 60. So, I'm not even really in that category. Mm -hmm. So experiencing the anesthesia shouldn't be a problem for me. Right. So with that out of the way, yes, we decided to go through with in vitro. So we went and we had what's called a go visit. And that's pretty much you telling the doctor, yes, this is the route that we're going to take. And he gives you all of the pertinent information. Correct. The prior appointments that we had with him, he gave us information pretty much like, you know, surface information, everything that you need to know. During the go visit, you get like the in-depth information, Mm -hmm. a lot more details. And I'm not going to lie, it's a a lot scarier Mm -hmm. because now you know more. And in vitro, listen, this isn't a fun thing. Like this is a scary thing. And I've known people that have gone through it, but People don't really overshare when it comes to it because it's a very private thing for us. We're like anti-private. So it's not um, a big deal or a deal at all for me to share. But I'm just surprised with the amount of people that I know that have gone through it that I've never got wind of any of this information. Mm -hmm. So I'll cut to today. Today was the injection class because there's a series of injections that We'll Have to be administered in order to have a successful um, in vitro experience. So, when we did the IUI, which is the intrauterine insemination, there was just one shot to my stomach and it was called a trigger shot. They gave me a numbing patch. Mm-hmm. I put the numbing patch on. It numbed the area of the skin. It was a short needle. It went in. I barely felt it. Correct. Easy breezy. Not a problem. So, for in vitro, I have to take a series of those shots daily. Mm -hmm. Okay. Didn't like the idea of it, but, you know, it was okay. Okay. There are a few other shots that have to be taken. Those needles might be a little bit longer. All right. Whatever. The part that's chilling is the needle that Rashawn just mentioned. There's a needle that is about two and a half inches. Mm Mm-hmm. And it has to be the injection site uh-huh. is in the buttocks, but more like um, the side of the buttocks, like the upper side of the buttocks. I,
0: I don't. I couldn't figure out why
1: you were scared. <laughs> uh, is this going somewhere, dirty? I'm just saying you took more than two inches. In uh, yeah, the, yeah, right, oh, right, so right, so right, why, right, 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 right. I that? just, I, I knew it. Right. Right. I All right, I'm, it I'm gonna move along. I'm gonna move along. Go ahead, right. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, it has to go there, and that's just. That area seems as though it's going to be so painful, but the size of the needle, but not only that, but the girth of the needle, the needle is a thick needle. Mm -hmm. And the reason why it's so thick is because of the product inside of it. Okay. Long story short, when they retrieve the eggs from my body, they're going to be removing progesterone. So this progesterone has to be put back into my body. Mm -hmm. So, there's one shot of it and then if I get pregnant I have to take this shot in my buttocks every day for 10 to 12 weeks. Woo. Alternating cheeks. That's
0: about 70 shots.
1: Alternating cheeks in your
0: ass every night. That's like butt shots.
1: Or day, I'm not sure if it's um has to be taken during the day or night. They weren't specific because the time that you take these, um, these shots are very, very, very specific. They'll say between seven and nine or you know, seven and nine at night or seven and eight in the morning or there's one of the shots, um, the, the trigger shot for ovulation so that your egg drops. Uh-huh. That has to be taken at a very, very, very specific time because you ovulate, I think it's 34 to 36 hours mm-hmm. later and you have to be in that office an hour before that to prep and then they retrieve your egg. So it's very, very specific. Um, but yeah, When we were going over that today, and it's cool because they give you all the needles. They give you like a fake butt (laughs) to inject so that you can practice. They give you um, a smaller little uh, sample of fake skin for you to practice on. Mm-hmm. So you're really, you're looking at these actual needles and you're feeling it and you're looking at the size. And I'm one of those people that I can have my blood drawn. It's not a problem. But when I sit down that chair, I just look in the opposite direction. I don't want to see the needle. I don't want to anticipate. I don't want to think about it. And I'm sitting there playing with these needles. I'm touching the needles and I'm just like, wow, like this is going to hurt. So the progesterone has to be mixed with an oil. So if you know, and I'm sure you guys do, when... Blood is drawn. Mm When you have to get a needle and blood is drawn, it's a thinner needle, doesn't hurt as much. But when you get a shot, it hurts a lot more because a product is being dispensed into your body. Mm. So not only is a product going to be dispensed into my body, but it's oil, so it's thicker Mm. and it's intramuscular. So it has to be injected into the muscle. That's why the needle is so long. Mm. So the idea of that every night or day, for eight to ten weeks, I promise you it has me reconsidering.
0: Mm.
1: It has me reconsidering. I mean, it's a lot. I'm and not sitting, not sitting, I called, not called you, but you were in the middle of sleeping. So I didn't want to keep you with my fears and concerns. So mm-hmm. I let you go back to sleep. I came home. I had to take the kids to Staples and Target for mm-hmm. more school supplies. So we haven't really had a chance to talk about it. So what do you think?
0: I mean, I think that's a lot. I mean, I think that's a lot and it has to be precise and you have to be on your shit because, you know, missing that's a not day. That's the
1: problem. Huh? That's not the problem. That's not the problem. We can be on our ish. What's the problem? The problem is the needle. Oh, grow up. Rashawn, seriously. See, you didn't see the needle. If you saw the needle, you'd be singing but a But you're talking to song. somebody
0: who... who like, remember, when I go to the dentist, you know how many needles they give me in my mouth and how the it is? It's not the
1: same. It's not the same. I've had Novocaine. It's not the same. Rashawn, look at this. The needle is this long. How, how long are you think the needles were when you got
0: stitches in your face and stitches on your leg? That's okay. how long the Okay,
1: Rashawn, were. listen. This it, No. The
0: butt is a little flabby, so it won't hurt as much.
1: It has to be injected into <laughs> the muscle. Do you understand See, you're full of jokes. You're not really like having any compassion for me. I do, I do, I have compassion for you. No, you sit here laughing, talking about I, I'm having compassion. No, you're not. You sound like our 14 year old. Are you kidding me?
0: I'm gonna tell you. Look,
1: Rashawn, hold on. No, seriously, what? you're really not grasping the seriousness of what I, I'm trying I to I, put I across here. I
0: am, and that's a lot of needles, boy. 35 in each cheek.
1: Rashawn, let me tell you. If they told me I had to get my blood drawn every day. For 70 days, I'd be like, "Eh, eh, it's not going to be fun, but okay, I can do it. You know, and nobody likes getting those needles. This is that times a hundred. Yes. Like this is, this is, this is, and you know what? All of the times that we had an appointment with our doctors, they never disclosed this information because they know that if they told somebody too early, they would... What? If they led with that, people would be running for the hills. I'm so deep into this process right now. And we already did IUI. And this is, you know, a process that's going to have um, a lot larger chance of producing a baby. So we're just further down the line and... It's hard to turn it back now and say no, mm-hmm. but I sat there like genuinely reconsidering, and I'm looking around at these other girls, but see the difference is a lot of these other girls don't have any children, right, so I'm That's looking the at the only option, and, and right. they seem they were all scared, and I'm like, You know how do you feel about it? and they're like, Well, it's the only option, so gotta go for it, and I'm like, yeah, you're like we we got five. <laughs> I'm like, maybe I'm just being greedy because I don't know. I don't know. I just, um, well, I came home. Well, first of all, before I came home, so I took Irma with me Mm -hmm. because she's going to be the one that's giving me the shots. Because I don't trust you for nothing. Like, you'll stab me in the bone. Like, I just... I don't trust you at all. So, I brought Irma with me. She's going to be, you know, my makeshift nurse. And uh, when she saw the needle, like, her eyes almost popped out of her head. But think about it. Women have done it and they have completed it. So... Beyonce did it. I don't want to be a wussy.
0: Mariah Carey did it.
1: Hold on. Do you know that Mariah Carey did it, or J Lo ass- did it? Are you assuming that Mariah and J Lo did it, or do you know that they I thought did they it? all did in vitro? Um, I think that that's what most people think because they all have twins, and um, they all had children a little bit later in life. No, I
0: think they all did it in vitro.
1: I mean, I think they did too. But you just said it like you knew, so I, I wanted mean, that's to know. The room,
0: was in vitro? They did it. What's that? What's the old lady that that she's like fifty five and just did it? I don't know. Remember she was on Wendy Williams. We were watching Wendy one day, and Wendy was like, "You know, I want you women to know that she just didn't naturally have a baby. Like she paid and had in vitro and froze her." You egg.
1: know, I remember the old that remember happening, kissing, but I don't remember who it was. She was
0: with Flavor Flavor at one time. The old oh, lady.
1: um, uh, Bridget something. Kelly. No.
0: Oh, that's an artist. <laughs>
1: Uh, Bridget something,
0: right? But you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah she
1: did it, and she's like 58. Yes, yes, yes. So
0: if, mm-hmm. if the, all those women can well, do it, well, what does
1: her age have to? That has nothing to do with anything. I'm talking about a needle. Right, but I'm what saying, does it have to do with anything? You're not making me feel. If those better.
0: women did it, you can do it easily.
1: I think that I can do it, but definitely not easily. I'm going to be complaining so much more than when I was on the detox. Well,
0: let me tell you this: well, you now you complained a lot on the detox. I complained
1: a lot but, on the detox. But what
0: we'll do is we'll get you shots. We'll get you an ass massage so you can have your massage. At, you know, uh, your ass massaged. And um,
1: that's actually something that has to happen. Yes. So after you get the shot, you do have to massage the area to dispense the medicine. If it sits there, it will harden and it'll build up and then it'll be a lot more painful. Oh, so if just you so you my know, like my tushy isn't going to be very attractive. It's going to be black and blue. Mm-hmm. And listen, I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, these so shots every day. So
0: don't schedule any. Vacation around that time because you won't be able to wear a bathing suit. I will
1: wear a bathing suit. People just gonna yeah, whatever. What do you want me to do? Well, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna enjoy myself. No, you definitely can't wear a bathing suit, black and blue. ass. really, will... so now I have to be self conscious. Yes. What do you mean yes?
0: Because somebody was you're def-
1: encouraging me to be self conscious.
0: In those ten weeks, yes, somebody Why? will definitely call the police on me and say I am beating you. <laughs> Absolutely. If your ass is black and blue, somebody will definitely come
1: Oh, that's where you're coming from. I will from. go to jail.
0: So, yes, you can okay. be self conscious or you're going to be assigned, I'm doing in vitro, like so people know. But uh, you um, could do it. But I'm,
1: wait, wait, I'm, wait. I'm getting ahead of myself. That is um, the shot every night for 10 to 12 weeks is if we're lucky enough to conceive and to be blessed with the pregnancy. At that point, you need to take the shot every night to keep your progesterone level high because a high progesterone level is necessary to maintain a healthy pregnancy. If you don't, there's a chance that you miscarry. And there are other ways to get the progesterone in your body, but they're not nearly as effective as the progesterone and oil shots.
0: I mean, I, you know, it's going to be tough. It's going to be difficult for you, but so, I'll be supportive. I'll be in your corner. I'll be massaging your ass. And like I said, if you ever get to the point and you feel like you're alone, if I got to take a couple of those shots in the ass for you to make you feel like I'm with it. Um, no, just
1: be really friggin nice to me. Okay. I'm not going to be a happy camper. I, will. I'll put I the, am telling
0: you. I'll put the and they told me that I'm going to be hormonal. That, you're hormonal anyway.
1: That is not true. Why are you saying seat, stuff like that? I'll put
0: the toilet seat down for you every night to make oh, sure. Oh, now, you hold good. on. Now
1: you want to, you want to throw that in here? Well, I'm
0: just telling People, you. People, let
1: me just tell you. Before this, but I, I told we had to wait like an hour before we even turn these mics on because we were throwing each other attitude. No, you. we got attitude. into a big argument nope. about him not putting you the toilet seat down. You yourself. I wasn't arguing. <laughs> it was so nasty up in this room for real, for real, because the first time that we talked about it, we talked about it on the podcast and it was laughy and it was jokey and it was, you know, kind of light. But now I'm at a point where I'm really getting upset that he doesn't put the toilet seat down and he doesn't seem to understand. And I think that I explained my point rationally and I feel as though he's being a right fighter, being pigheaded, no. stubborn and doesn't want to say, you know what? You're right. I'm going to do it from now on. He's like, well, I disagree with you. I mean, I'll put it down, but I just don't agree. But if it makes you happy, I'll do it.
0: Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I don't necessarily agree. My whole thing is you want me to put the toilet down. So
1: wait, we're going to do this right now? Yes. <laughs> Okay, go ahead. You want me to put the toilets? Because I want to have, I want to have a nice rest of the podcast. So I don't know if this is a good idea, because you, because like your point of view really annoys me.
0: I mean, you, see, this is the best thing about the podcast. You can give <clears> your <throat> side, I can give my side, and let the people who listen weigh in, and then we go from there. Because in your mind, you're right, and in my mind, I'm right. And sometimes
1: we need that. No. We need, listen, we need. You know I, that I'm right, but you just won't give me the satisfaction to no, say so. No, that's not
0: true. We need the therapist. All right, now I'm going to sit up. And the people that are listening are our therapists. So you, <laughs> you tell them what you feel, Uh-huh. and then I'll tell them what I feel, and we'll leave it at that. And then I'm sure people will DM us, they will email us, they will leave comments in our comment section, and I'm sure... of them will be on my side.
1: I guarantee you, I will bet something very significant, something of your choice, that that will not be the case. I don't even think that the men that are listening will agree with you. Okay. Because your point of view is so selfish and inconsiderate. All right. I'm going to let you lead. Okay. Hold on. Let me take a sip of water. Go ahead.
0: Okay, so Guy and I had this discussion about the toilet seat. And she said she's tired of going to the bathroom in the middle of the night and the toilet seat being
1: up. Why? Why am I upset about that? Why are you upset? Because I wake up in the middle of the night. I go into the bathroom. I expect for the toilet seat to be down because I'm assuming that I'm married to a decent human being who exudes a little bit of consideration But you know what? I get there and that's not the case. I sit down. My expectation's not met. And what I realize is now my thighs and my tushy is wet and germ infested because you don't pee straight, apparently. And when you pee, it splatters everywhere. So now I'm disgusting and gross. I have to take a shower in the middle of the night or I have to run and go find baby wipes and hand sanitizer, and rub it all over myself just to get back in the bed. Feeling gross all the while. Turning over and looking at you and ice grilling you, and then turning back over and going to sleep and being upset in the morning.
0: Are you finished? Now I am. Okay. So as I was saying, you know, like I told Gia, when I use the bathroom, and our kids use our bathroom as well, when I use the bathroom, I put the toilet seat up, and I. And then I wash my hands, and then I get back (laughs) in the bed. Sometimes I just get back in the bed,
1: but but you couldn't even look at me with a straight face, could you?
0: (laughs) But go ahead. But so yes, that's what I do. Why do I not put the toilet seat down? Because I put the toilet seat up. That's that's what it is. So Gia's like, well, did you
1: realize that's not an explanation? Let me finish.
0: So Gia's like, well, why don't you put the toilet seat down? And I said, for what reason? I, when I use the toilet, I put the toilet seat up and I pee. And she was like, well, I have to sit on this cold thing. It's no toilet seat and it's pee there. I said, well, when you walk in, just like when I walk in, I assume that the toilet seat is down. So I lift it up before I pee. You should assume the toilet seat is up and put it down before you pee. That's honest. Now, the reason that I would put the <laughs> toilet—most
1: ridiculous thing I've ever heard my God-given life. Don't
0: sway the jury. Do not sway the jury.
1: <laughs> you think that's what's happening? That's, you're swaying
0: the jury by talking right now. Go
1: ahead, Rashawn. So,
0: me putting the toilet seat down is for your convenience. That's what it's for. If I pee and then put the toilet seat down, that is for Gia's convenience. No, it's actually.
1: Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me just say this. It's actually also for your convenience. Because if you use the bathroom 100% of the time, 30% of the time, you're probably going number two and you're sitting as well. 70% of the time, you're probably standing up and urinating. So if you do put the seat down for as far as my benefit, yes, 100% of the time it will be for my benefit. 30% of the time will be for your own benefit. So when you put the toilet seat down, you're being considerate of both of us. 100% for me, 30% for you. You finished? Yes, I am. So as I was saying,
0: when I go to the bathroom, I put the toilet seat up and I pee. Now, why am I putting the toilet seat up and then putting it back down? Gear just goes and pees and keeps it moving. Doesn't that seem kind of strange? She knows nine times out of ten, if she goes to the bathroom, I'm next. So put the toilet seat up for your husband so your husband can go. No, she doesn't. She leaves it down. So now, fellas, you know, it's you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. If the toilet seat is down and you have to jump up in the middle of the night and run to the bathroom to pee or whatever it may be, and you pee on the toilet seat, it's a problem. If you lift the toilet seat up and you pee in the toilet like you're supposed to do, it's a problem because you don't put the toilet seat back. What is it? No, I shouldn't have to fight and go. No, I put the toilet seat up when I pee. I get back in the bed. If you have to pee, just like if I go to the bathroom, I make sure the toilet seat is up. Why? So I don't pee on the seat. You should do the same. When you go to the bathroom, you should make sure the toilet seat is down when you pee. That's it. That's it. Why does the man have to put the toilet seat up, put the toilet seat down? And yes, your highness, whatever you want. You want to sit there? No, I pee. When you pee, you put the toilet seat down. That's like, so is, is it worse?
1: Are if you trying I, to convince yourself or no. you trying to convince everybody else? If, it's taking everything in me to remain silent while you speak. you try to swear to the jury? I'm just telling okay. you. Okay, it's like if I go to the bathroom, why
0: don't I put the lid down and everything? Is there a problem if I put the lid down? I don't even know why you would say that because that doesn't even make sense. Is there, exactly. So when I pee, that, what, I make toilet that, You
1: know, that didn't make
0: sense. You say exactly. It's okay, say your side because I'm finished with my side okay. and I'm right. Okay. It's not about you.
1: It's not about, everything. Now, it's not this about might you, be, your highness. This might be a little disgusting, Put the but on. I'm going to reiterate the conversation that we legitimately just had before we cracked these mics. Okay. First of all, when I use the bathroom... And when I'm sure all females use the bathroom, it's in a sanitary way because our anatomy is different than yours. Mm -hmm. When we use the bathroom, everything is deposited in the toilet and there's no problems. Okay. When men use the bathroom, they stand up. They're higher. Sometimes your aim is off because you're higher. When your urine hits the water, it splatters. So. You lift the toilet seat up, it splatters. When you clean a toilet, the most disgusting and filthy part of the toilet to clean is the part of the toilet that's exposed when you lift up the seat. How would you and know? it's be- because I've cleaned toilets the last time you before. Cleaned the toilet. I mean, it's been a while. Okay. But I scared. have certainly cleaned a thousand plus toilets in my life. Okay. And it is the nastiest part of the toilet. You think? It is. You
0: haven't cleaned toilets in a long time.
1: Like I said.
0: When's the last time I cleaned the toilet? Are you kidding me? I'm sorry. Thank you. I cleaned the toilet last week. Can you
1: please be quiet? Go ahead. Thank you. So, for two reasons, it's unacceptable that you leave the toilet seat up. Number one, I can easily walk in, expect for it to be down, sit down, and then be exposed to your pee-pee splatter, which is... Gross and disgusting. Stop expecting it. That's number one. Number two, let's say that I don't accidentally sit down on it. I shouldn't have to turn on the light, look down and see whatever disgusting mess you left behind when you use the bathroom. I just shouldn't have to see it and then have to go a step further and clean it and then put the toilet seat down. That is not my job. If you make a mess, it is your job to clean up behind yourself. And you don't because you think that somebody else is going to come behind you and do it. So for those two reasons, and when I said it might get a little disgusting, we went back and forth about this for about 10 minutes. And the only way that I could get him to, I think, relatively understand by using an analogy, I said, That's the same thing like if I use the bathroom and I drop a tampon in the toilet and leave it there. And you get up in the middle of the night And you go into the bathroom and you flick on the light and you have to see that. It's not the same. It is the same. It's something that's disgusting that you shouldn't have to witness. You're moving a goal. I should have enough consideration to make sure that the toilet is flushed. If I say to myself, using your logic, "Ah, what's the difference? I mean, he could just reach over and flush it just the same, same way that the (laughs) the same way that I could. Go ahead and do it. It's not the same. It's the same logic. That's not. It takes the same amount of energy for me to reach over. You're trying to sway the jury? I'm not going Okay. It takes the same amount of energy for me to reach over and flush the toilet as it takes for you to reach over and flick the seat down. If you don't do it, it means that there is just a lack of consideration and a certain dose of selfishness that you are putting out there. And by you telling me that you don't agree with me, it just it doesn't even make sense, Rashawn. It doesn't even make sense. I would not leave a filthy mess behind for you to look at and witness, let alone for you to sit upon and then try to tell you that my way of thinking is okay. So I would not do that.
0: You're the queen and you just want the toilet seat down every time you go. And you're not going to lift it up when I have to go in the middle of the night. You just want to sit on your seat and that's what it is.
1: I'm actually being considerate of you because 30% of the time you're probably going to have to sit down yourself. We
0: need two toilets. We need, and, and We definitely we, need two toilets. But that's right now. not, the point. Toilet, that's not bathroom, the point. That's not the point. I, don't fuck I
1: want you to tell me that you absolutely see my point of view. If you don't, that just means that you're being stubborn. I I don't, but but this is what I said. Of course you do. This is what I said. Of course you do. Let me finish. Because if you don't, then you're telling me that you think it's okay for me to come in and look at your filthy mess. No,
0: I didn't say that. And you think
1: it's okay for me to sit on it. It's even more okay for you to put me in a position to experience that.
0: No, I didn't say that. I said, I don't agree, but I will put the toilet seat down because it makes you happy. But
1: that's what I just said. But you don't agree with me.
0: But I feel like... If I use the bathroom in the middle of the night before I pee, I make sure that toilet seat is up. If it's pitch black, if it's dark, if I got to pee, if I'm drunk, if I'm high, if I'm what, if I'm on one leg if my foot's falling asleep, I make sure the toilet seat is up before I pee. And when you go to the bathroom at night, whatever it is, if you're drunk, if you're a foot sleeping, if you're on one toe, if one arm works, you should be like, let me make sure this toilet seat down before I pee. We got five kids.
1: Wait, what are you? What? I should make sure that the toilet seat is down before I use the bath. That doesn't even make sense. Yes,
0: you should. Yes, you I should.
1: do make sure it's down. I I use the bathroom with the toilet seat down. What are you talking then about? If that's
0: the case, then we wouldn't be arguing because you said there's times you sat without with the toilet. Wait, seat I, down. I
1: don't understand what you're saying. You're saying that I should go in, and if you leave it up, I should make sure that it's down before. That's you what pee. you mean. Yep. Go ahead.
0: Yep. And that's what I feel. And you know, you said your side. I said my side. And we'll see what
1: smart people. Smart people are going to think that you're a disgusting bleep. No, smart That's people what they're going to think. People are gonna and they're going like to think that you're selfish. And the, like idea, me and, because- and the idea that you think that after I use the bathroom, I should put the toilet seat up for you. For you the, think, hold on, excuse you me. Let me finish. For, you. for the 70% of times that you might be standing up to use the bathroom is utterly ridiculous I don't
0: swear to jury anymore you said your side I Let's sure swear. did we'll get instant reaction in the next couple of days and I'm sure the majority of people will be like Envy you're fucking right no your even the men are gonna be like you are so nasty the kids and Boomerang Marcus baby like you're a fucking queen and they, <laughs> like I'm a bleeping like, queen I, I, I said like a fucking queen what go ahead But that's what they're gonna feel like alright go ahead but anyway but we'll see Mm -hmm. we'll see um and again you can uh at me you can dm me and just do me a (laughs) favor if you dm me and i'm right at her as well so dm both of us together because she's gonna think that i'm lying listen
1: if you leave comments under a picture i just want in all caps Gia, you're right with a bunch of exclamation marks and a bunch of like target emojis and 100 emojis and check emojis i want all of that so All that right. he can't miss it. Okay. It's so like a screenshot it during the day and send it to him.
0: Okay. And if you agree with me, what I want you to do is I want you to go in Gia's comments and put the shit emoji. Like just
1: the shit emoji. No, no, no. Like the rain, the rain, the, the, um, the head emoji. Oh,
0: no, for the pee? For the pee.
1: Either or. The showerhead emoji or the or,
0: pee. the or the water drop emoji. Either or. Water drop or the shit emoji.
1: The people, if you agree with me, please spam his timeline. Okay. okay. Goodbye. Today's podcast is brought to you by Ritual. Ritual is the only vitamin you need, filling the gaps in your diet with the best ingredients. Ritual's essential for women is vegan, sugar free, non GMO, gluten free, and allergen free. It's made in the USA without synthetic fillers or colorants. Ritual is subscription based, delivered to your door, and only costs $30 a month. 95% of women do not get the vitamins and minerals they need on a daily basis. Ritual created a smarter vitamin with the nine essential ingredients women lack most. Go to ritual.com slash Casey crew to sign up and learn more. Choose clean ingredients backed by science. Sign up now at ritual.com slash Casey crew. All
0: right. Now, um, uh, you know what I wanted to talk about briefly? We're not going to get to the email of the week because there's not enough time. Um, a couple of weeks ago, um, a young lady called the radio station and um, she was she was at her her ends, wit. Did I say that right?
1: Wit's end, but yeah, I was. You know, know what, meant. what you mean. They, they know what I meant. Definitely.
0: And long story short, she was with a man, and the man was physically abusive. He was mentally abusive, and um, she was trying to get out the relationship. And she finally got out the relationship, and. It was weird because she felt like now that she was out the relationship with this man that she's been in a relationship with over 10 years, she didn't know what to do and felt alone and wanted to kill herself. Uh, She felt like her dad, her family, nobody supported her uh, because her family kind of felt like we told you a long time ago to leave him. So now you leave him good, like keep it moving. And she didn't know what to do. So she called the radio station and I got a chance to talk with her and why she felt like that. And she just felt like she had nobody. She felt like she had nobody to talk to. Uh, There's your your tea's right here, baby, right there on the thing if you want the tea. Uh, She felt like she had nobody to talk to. She felt like she had nowhere to go. And I guess her only outlet at the time was to call the radio station and to ask for help. And I spoke to her. And we had a a couple of long conversations and we spoke every day. Now, we don't speak every day anymore. We speak, uh, I would say, once a week, once every two weeks. Um, And she's doing much better. And, you know, a lot of people were saying, well, how, you know, why would you think suicide? And why was suicide on her mind? And, oh, no, you're a weak person if you think suicide. And people don't understand how it feels to feel like you're not wanted or to feel like, you know, life doesn't necessarily, you feel life doesn't matter. Or if you're not in this world, I should say that it doesn't matter. And, to anybody else's world. Meaning if I die, nobody cares, you know, or if I'm not here, it'll make the world a better place. And these are things that's in a lot of people's mind when they think about suicide. And I was just able to talk to her and just break down everything that was going on and not just all the negative things, just break down some of the positive things. You know, she has a child that just started college. And, you know, I was like, you know, well, if, if something happened to you, You know, as a parent, you're supposed to protect and provide. And if something happened to you, you know, who would your son fall back on? Who would he be able to talk to? You already told me that your dad didn't support you at your lowest point. So would you want your dad to support him? And she got it. And she was like, you're absolutely right. And, you know, she was able to get some help and she was able to, you know, talk. But, you know, the reason I wanted to talk about suicide is I know a lot of people don't necessarily feel comfortable talking about suicide and i know a lot of people have those thoughts and we need to talk about it more and the reason i say we need to talk about it more because it's more prevalent prevalent and there's more than the amount of people that have those thoughts are more than what you think um i've talked about my situation before and when i felt like at my lowest point and i felt like i didn't want to be here and i I never forget those thoughts and I never forget those feelings. Not that I necessarily feel that way again, but I never forget how low I was. And if I didn't have you in my corner and if we didn't pray, you know, I might not be here. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just really think about people when they're at their lowest and Sometimes reaching out that olive branch or reaching out a hand or just a phone call to say how hey, how you doing and just have a real conversation. And not one of them, hey, how you doing because I have to because you're my friend or my family member. but no, like just take a sip, sit back and just really listen to somebody because when somebody thinks about committing suicide or or necessarily doesn't want to be here, I say a majority of the time they think about that because they really feel like their life is worthless. And being here on this planet is 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 an option that they feel like they're being more of a of a, a nuisance than more of help. And in my situation, I really honestly felt that if I wasn't here, our family would be better. You know, I really felt that life would be better. You know, that your world would be better. Um, and that was really in my mind, and I and to this day, I always think like you know. I feel like it's the devil on your right shoulder, like telling you this information because Mm -hmm. they want you to take your life, you know? And,
1: but that's really what it is. Yeah, absolutely. That's really what it is.
0: Absolutely. So, you know, when I hear somebody going through that, it, it strikes a chord because I had you, you know, I had, you know, the fact that we can pray and talk and, I had Rashid, you know, I've had, I had people in my corner and for some people they don't have nobody in their corner. Mm-hmm. So they, they do other things to try to numb that pain.
1: Mm-hmm. You
0: know, for me, it was talking to you and talking to Rashid and praying, but some people, you know, they start off with, you know, drugs and or alcohol. Mm-hmm. And then what winds up happening is they need a stronger high to make them feel like they're getting away or, or getting rid of their pain. And, they go to another, you know, circles. So now it's not the depression and not the the fact that they want to commit suicide. Now it's they're addicted to alcohol. Well, I think at that
1: point it's both.
0: And now they're addicted so it's to just drugs. A compiled situation. It's compiled on yeah. it. So now alcohol or drugs on top of the fact that you want to commit suicide yeah. and the fact that you look on Instagram and social media and you see everybody's life and it looks so perfect and you feel like fuck my life is so fucked up and their life and their their family's perfect and their life is perfect. But you don't realize that their life is nine times out of 10 fucked up just like yours. You know, they're just dealing with it better. You know, when our life is not perfect, we go through arguments. We go through our ups and downs. We go Mm -hmm. through our our beefs. And, you know, we have problems with our kids are not perfect. And, you know, we deal with parenting issues and your mom being sick and our relationship. and friends. Mm -hmm. It's life. But it's how you deal with it, you know, and sometimes we don't all deal with it the best way. But, you know, the best thing about it is when we fall down, the fact that we can wipe our our elbows and knees off and say, you know what, I'm going to try it again, it's what's most important.
1: Well, at that time, what do you think that it was that kept you from dealing with it better or like you just put it the best way?
0: Um, What you mean? What made me?
1: What prevented you from seeing the brighter side, what what do you think it was that convinced you that your life was worthless at that point?
0: I just think... Um,
1: because... There's so
0: much... It was like... Um,
1: because, you know, despite... Especially at that time, despite your flaws, you are always such a valuable person in so many ways and to so many people. So to go off the deep end to such an extreme confused me a little bit. I, I
0: think it was one of those I came schools. to
1: understand more, obviously, but I'll never fully understand because those thoughts weren't running through my mind. You can only understand as much as you can understand without being in that position yourself.
0: It's kind of like this, and, and this just popped in my mind. Let's say I'm a football player, right? Mm-hmm. And I've been training and practicing all my life, and I get drafted to the NFL. Mm -hmm. and the day before I sign my contract, I get hit by a car and break my leg. Mm -hmm. So now everything that I worked so hard for and trained for, and now Mm -hmm. it's that time to sign that deal, I break my leg and I can't. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So now the NFL doesn't sign me, and they say, you know what? We're going to wait until you get back to being 100%. -hmm. So then you spend the next two years training yourself, to get back to what it is. And during those two years, you're not really working. So you're living check to check. If there is a check, you can't pay your mortgage. You can't pay your car note because you're expecting that big payoff because you worked so hard for the NFL. Mm -hmm. And then when the two years is up and you go through training, they say, you know what? You know, we appreciate you, but you're just not fast enough for the NFL. But two years ago, you were the fastest person in the country. Mm -hmm. But because that car hit you and you broke your leg, you lo- you lost everything you think, everything that you worked for, for, since you were not for, since you were five years old, it's all down the drain, your dreams, your accomplishments and life is over. You feel, mm-hmm. and that's how you feel. You feel like you just <laughs> broke your leg. And not only did you break your leg, you're breaking that, that broken leg makes it seem that your dreams are done and over. Mm-hmm. And that's what it feels like. It feels like your dreams are over and there's nothing more to live for. It's like, Everything I mean, that's I, just, that's
1: just how you felt.
0: Everything I worked so hard for and to build and that you wanted in life, you destroyed and you destroyed, you know, because of you. That's how I felt.
1: So you kind of felt like you didn't get hit by a car. You jumped in front of a car.
0: Or, yeah, or I was riding my motorcycle that I shouldn't have been riding
1: mm-hmm. and I got hit
0: by a car. Mm-hmm. If I'd have been driving my car that day, like I should have been, if if I would got hit by that car, I would have been protected. If I would have been doing the right thing, I would have been protected. Mm -hmm. But but since I wasn't, I felt like I didn't want to be here. Like it wasn't worth it. And not only that, it's that pain of fucking up and then the pain of seeing the people every day that I affected. Mm -hmm. You, You know what I mean? I do. So that's how I felt. And that's how I think most people feel when they get that feeling. It's the feeling of failure and the feeling of what they think the people around them, how they look at them. Like in this situation with the, with the, with the, with the lady, um, she felt like a failure because she felt like I should have been out of this relationship a long time ago. So now when she looks at her son and she looks at her family, she felt like her family looked at her like a failure. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, and she just felt like she didn't want to do it anymore. So that's, that's the mind frame. I would say of a majority of people that wanted to commit suicide.
1: Well, I think that you've come to realize that thoughts of suicide is literally the devil whispering in your ear. Absolutely. And trying to convince you to commit the ultimate sin. Right. That's really what it is. Our demise is his greatest trophy. That is the ultimate achievement that he can accomplish. Absolutely. And for people that go through with it, they've fallen for it. Mm-hmm. And nine times out of 10, it's because they didn't have somebody whispering in their other ear. Absolutely. And pulling them in the opposite direction.
0: Right. They, didn't, they couldn't fight it off. They needed love to fight it off.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what I think it's important for people to know? You know, the time, I mean, we're spiritual people. Mm -hmm. We believe in God. I don't know what your beliefs are, beautiful people out there, but we believe in God and um, we believe in the Bible. Mm -hmm. And um, this is something that I didn't know before when it came to suicide, but I've come to learn. Um, When a person commits suicide, clearly it's their last action. Mm -hmm. When we commit sins, We have the ability to repent, to apologize and achieve God's forgiveness and acquire a clean slate. And even if you mess up over and over and over again, you sin over and over again, as it's told murderers, liars, cheaters, if they repent and they are truly and heartfully sorry, they can achieve God's forgiveness and have a clean slate and still earn a place in heaven. Mm -hmm. That's what we're taught. When you commit suicide, you're committing a sin, the ultimate sin, murder, even worse off, murder of yourself. Mm -hmm. And there's no opportunity to repent. Mm -hmm. There's no opportunity to regret, to say I'm sorry, to make amends. Mm -hmm. Which means that people that commit suicide aren't given the opportunity to go to heaven. Mm -hmm. And that's the saddest thing to me. Anytime I hear about a suicide that's happened, it breaks my heart because what I've learned is that that person isn't in heaven. I don't, I don't, and I'm not, uh, you know, people may agree. They may not agree. There are a lot of things that the Bible talks about that Christians choose to believe or Christians choose not to believe there's a laundry list
0: and I wouldn't say I agree with that and the reason I say that is I know my God is a forgiving God Mm -hmm. and even at that stage knows that my mind might have been manipulated by the devil and I can't see that my God not knowing that not understanding that not necessarily forgiving that and and giving another chance Mm -hmm. I don't know but that's how I feel I
1: hope That that's the case. Mm -hmm. You know, none of us has Godspeed, though. Right. You know, can't call him and ask. Mm -hmm. I just know what is taught in the Bible. Uh And um, like I said, people agree. People disagree. You have people that say, well, the Bible was written by man. Right. The Bible must be flawed in certain ways. Mm -hmm. I'm hoping that that's a flaw. But, you know, I consider that it's not. I hope that it is. And that's one of the things about suicide that breaks my heart. Absolutely. So I'm saying that, and I know it's heavy, but I'm saying that for people that may be listening, that may be in a low place, I want to give them something else to consider. Because, like I said before, our time on this earth is a blurb in the greater greater scheme of eternity. Correct. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that we spend a teeny tiny amount of time alive on this earth, and eternity in heaven if we make it there. You know, like I, th- I feel like heaven is the payoff. You know, and it's like your time on earth here was your test to determine where you spend the rest of you know your spiritual life in glory or the opposite. You know, um, so this, the decisions that we make here are so important. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that that is um, a dreadful mistake and not even for the reason that I'm mentioning. Just the end of a life for any reason is the most dreadful of circumstances. So that's just something else that you don't hear people talk about. I never heard people talk about that until you were going through your situation. And um, it was something that I was taught and that I read about and that it was something I had to consider for you and, you know, I mean, we've talked about that tens of times, right? you know, um, but it's something people need to think about. Absolutely.
0: So, I, you know, I just wanted to put that out there that if there is somebody that's going through it, that seems depressed, reach out to them, give them a hug, give them a kiss and just try to be there. I mean, it might be difficult. You might not understand where they're coming from, but just try to be an heir and listen.
1: But you know what, babe? And I, I don't know, I, I feel this all the time. Like, like all the, every day, every day, every day, in some way, shape or form, it's part of my day. I just feel that people have to be better people. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of the things that um, people that are depressed and people that are lonely and have despair, part of the reason is because people around them people in the world, people that don't personally know them, people on social media, maybe people at their jobs, maybe their friends, their family. People can be so mean and heartless. Yeah, And people oftentimes don't care about other people. People are so, they can be so selfish and so cruel. And sometimes you have no idea the effect That you're having on somebody else, especially if that person doesn't show it, If that person doesn't show it. But yet they're going home and they're hurting. Right. They're crying. They're in pain. Mm -hmm. You know, the person that is causing that may never know. We always have to be mindful of the things that we say, even if the effect of what we say may not be evident. Right. We need to find it in our hearts to be good and to see the beauty in other people and strive to do the right thing on a daily basis. Well,
0: let's see the problem is is and this is the bad thing. We're now starting to see starting to see the effects of social media on our kids. You got to think, you know, when we grew up there was no social media. So now that, you know, I think uh Instagram and Twitter and MySpace has been around for I think over 15 years now.
1: MySpace, yeah, long. Well.
0: I, I think I, I'm not sure, but now you're starting to see the effects of of social media on our kids, and you know, social media is the devil, absolutely positively. And the reason I say that is, you know, you have people on social media who just want to be mean, mean and nasty, and they don't care what the effects are. They think it's funny, but you know, these things that they're I saying, don't think to they people, think it's funny.
1: They do. That's, that's but that's no, that's, that's not. So it. you're missing it. That's not why they do it. People that are deliberately mean, especially on social media, they do it from a place of insecurity. I know they say
0: hurt people hurt people. Mm, also-
1: no, 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 no. I'm not even talking about hurt per se. I'm talking more about insecurity. Yeah. For instance, I'm a secure person. Mm-hmm. If I'm scrolling through Instagram and let's say I don't like someone's outfit, doesn't affect me it's not part of my world they're not trying to force me to buy their outfit for instance silly example but it's true they're not trying to force me to buy their outfit their outfit has zero effect on me right so I don't care because I'm secure if there's something about that person that I envy or that I admire and it upsets me because of my insecurity because I don't possess those things I might leave a negative comment Mm -hmm. That's why I think that a lot of people go for the jugular on social media because it makes them feel a little better. And we've all been around people like that. Right. You know, you're hanging out with your girlfriends and a pretty girl walks into the room and you might have that stupid friend that's going to find the one nasty negative thing to say about, oh, she's pretty, but her, her knee's a knobby bleep what like what is your problem right like you just can't say something nice about somebody or not say anything at all right, so and if her knees were knobby why the bleep do you care does it affect you
0: right but a lot of times it's it's it affects a lot of people like you look at people's comments and i think a lot of it is because you know people don't have to be face to face with people there's no repercussion Of course, it's
1: easy, right?
0: But that's the problem. It's like
1: you get your rocks off, and there's no
0: recourse, right? And that's my problem. Like I and I hate, and not that I are you know, not that I'm saying violence is the key, but sometimes I feel like some of these people get punched in the fucking face, and they'll stop because they know that if I say something nasty, it's gonna catch up to me. Well, I mean, it doesn't even
1: it doesn't even have to be about being punched in their face. If there was any form of consequence, then people would fall back on their actions right. that's just human nature right but and if you can like i said get your rocks off and feel as though you insulted the person you got to them you hurt their feelings or even if the person didn't read the comment but that other people are maybe now other people you've spread a little bit of your poison like you did your job for the day right and now you feel good do you see what i mean and it's so sad because like we're grown you know um I think that like as you get older, you have more tools to work on your security mm-hmm. and your self-esteem. I think the older we get, if we're lucky, you know, the less we give a bleep about things. You know what I mean? Right. Like, you know what? My freaking big toe is like really, really big. And you know what? There's nothing I could do about it. So F it. I'm gonna wear these open toe shoes and not give a shit. Right. Do you see what I mean? Like when you get older, you might you might acquire that. Right. But when you have teens, I mean, forget about even younger, there was a 12-year-old girl, if I'm not mistaken, recently that committed suicide that we learned about. And it was, I think, in large part because of social media. But our tweens and our teens, they're not as well-equipped. right? And they don't know how to deal with the hurt. They Mm -hmm. don't know how to deal with the embarrassment. They don't know how to deal with the ridicule. And... It leaves them feeling hopeless and that, that's that fragile place to be in. Like when you feel hopeless and you feel like everybody's against you and you feel like you can't climb out of that hole and it's like someone's at the top, someone's at, at ground level with a shovel, just throwing more dirt on you, throwing more dirt on you. You just want the pain to stop Mm -hmm. and you just want to end it and you can do it in seconds if you choose to. Absolutely. Do you know what I mean? So that's why I just like I said daily I just feel like you just see so much evil on a daily basis and sometimes I ask myself like why is it so hard to just be happy for other people? Why right. is it so hard to be nice? Why is it so hard to give somebody a compliment? And I mean, I guess I know the answer. Security really is difficult to achieve. And I think it starts with people gaining security and people working on their own self esteem. I think that's the first rung on the ladder. Right. You know, so, you know, you guys talk about it um, on the Breakfast Club quite a bit, (laughs) therapy and Mm -hmm. things of that nature. Now, I've never had therapy. um, So I can't speak about it from a personal point of view, but from the outside looking in, it seems like a wonderful idea because therapy has always been stigmatized in it, it, a sense. It,
0: it, uh, yeah, it has, and it allows you to open up on your feelings. I, I mean, and you have been through therapy. This is therapy to us. Oh, fact, you know, and, and it's real. The fact that we can open up and be honest and talk about things that bother us, talk about things that make us happy, and you know, we go back and forth, and we get people who care about each other. Because I really feel like the people that listen to the podcast. Care about common folks because we see them all the time. We talk to them in DMs. We talk to them through emails. We see them and we stop them, and that's what you need. You need a community of people that care about each other, that's willing to listen and talk to each other. Mm-hmm. That's what makes this place that we live in called Earth and this world a better place. Absolutely. All right. Well, it's time to get up out of here. I'm about to go pee on the toilet seat. <laughs> you
1: are about to come out with a black eye? And then uh, that's for sure.
0: I got about what an hour. What time is it? It's 3 o'clock.
1: It's 3 o'clock already? Yeah. You have an hour and a half. Why well, always gotta, no, I gotta exaggerate? For, I, gotta
0: go, I gotta go to work early tomorrow because we gotta interview during. So I gotta
1: You gotta interview who?
0: I gotta interview during the show.
1: Oh during.
0: So I gotta okay. go, um, go go do my mix. Can I just
1: tell you something? What? So people today I'm wearing the headphones or Sean usually wears the headphones. So I said you know what let me wear the headphones today. With these headphones I can hear why'd you just flash me? Mm-hmm. What, <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> okay, let me stay focused. I'm going to look over here. Um. <laughs> um. So today I have the headphones on and I can hear every little thing. Every time that you swallow or you swish your saliva, whatever you're doing, I can hear every little thing. And I'm wondering if the listeners can too. I'm sure. Can you stop doing that? Or can you pull the mic away when you do that? Sure. Okay, because like this is like all amplified and every time you do it, I'm making like a nasty face like ew, 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 ew. Okay. All right. Well, I love you anyway. Nah, Saliva I don't, I don't and all. I not
0: beef when you swallow, but all right.
1: Very funny. Very funny. Very funny.
0: Well, you can keep the mic close to your lips. I don't care.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what? Close out, Nudge.
0: All right. Well, again- don't forget, November 3rd, the car show. I want to see you there. I want to see you there. I want to see you there. The Casey crew will be there. So hopefully we'll get to see you. It's a family event. We're going to have a lot of fun. I'm closing the tickets off in a little bit. So please get your tickets. It's November 3rd Plan. We'll have a great time.
1: And where is it going to be?
0: At the Meadowlands Expo Center. So it's an indoor arena. You ain't got to worry about the rain or nothing. It's going to be indoor. We're going to have a lot of fun. All right, well, we'll see you guys next week. I'm DJ Envy. And
1: I am Gia Casey. And
0: that was another
1: edition of the Casey Crew. Toodles.